0: Traveling the
1: Vortex We've joined the Doctor, that guy with a quote for everything, as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 386.
2: I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? This has been a long week, (laughs) I don't know about anybody else, but... It's been busy. Yeah, that too.
1: Why was your week so busy?
2: Uh, well, um, there's just a lot going on. Started with a, uh, a pretty cool little uh, event thing happening here in town.
1: How was it? It was really cool.
2: What, like, I, I, what, are, you, what are you talking about? We, we, there, there, <laughs> of course, well, the, the Monday was the Fathom event uh, uh, with uh, this uh, in-theaters screening of the Director's cut of Genesis of the Daleks, oh. and I got to go, which was very cool. And I feel kind of bad in a way, because I downplayed it. That you know, eh, Doctor Who in theaters. We've been there, done that, seen it. And it wasn't until I sat down and the little featurette with Tom started, and it was very cute and funny, and you know, so that was at the beginning. That was at the beginning. The well, there were two. There was one where he was kind of introing it, and then there was the documentary at the end. But uh, you yeah, know, so that was cool. And then right into it, the slit screen started, and it was immense.
1: Still four by three.
2: Still by four by three. Sounded great.
1: I was worried they were going to try to change some aspect ratio
2: and uh, it was just kind of like my god this is on the big screen watching Doctor Who in the theater and then he walked out of the out of the fog and started belittling a time lord and it was just like this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) but um no, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, we got to talk to some people in the lobby afterwards. So, oh, that's uh, good. So if you're joining us on the uh, podcast and you found us and, and came from that, thank you for joining.
1: And welcome. Yeah, and welcome, welcome
2: to the show. This is kind of what we do. But so that was cool. I
1: watched your review. sounded interesting. not sure how I feel about some of the stuff. That sounds like they, the the edits they made, but... I look forward to it's, reserving my own judgment. Yeah, to the like memory, I said, so. for, the,
2: for the most part, it made sense. There were logical choices that they cut out of the, um, you know, with the, the giant clam and some of the capture escape stuff. Wait,
1: and, so the giant clam isn't there at all? Yeah, it's gone. This is an abomination.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't have Genesis of the Daleks without the giant the clam. The giant clam was gone. Oh. But um, I re- I re- it seemed like there was a bit at the beginning with the because they kind of very quickly get up to the head scientist who's interrogating them and I was like, it's been a while, but I seem to remember that they kind of went through a a lackey and then there was a captain and then there was a general and then they passed him off to the scientific branch. And it was the same set of questions each time with the doctor and Harry being, you know, oh, yeah. you're that person, okay. But, um, yeah, and then like I said, there were some, some of the quick edits at the end where we keep going back to the the mouth of the tunnel where they've wired everything to blow and then what's going on inside and then back to the mouth of the tunnel and a lot of that had been truncated down so it kind of affected the pacing of it yeah I, I'll, I look forward to when the Blu-rays come out if it's on there it'll be an interesting thing to watch and just kind of offer up opinions on I
0: bet it will be on and that comes out this week right yeah, Tuesday, I believe. This week. yeah. oh does it <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money
2: and if, you, if you're interested uh, yes I posted a, a video review uh, on our YouTube page so you can go check it out very, very cool yeah what did you do this week that was so busy?
1: Oh, well, we uh, we had our shower ripped out and a tub put in. So first half of the week was busy dealing with that. And then had a very busy weekend running around doing stuff. And then Father's Day today. Went to the zoo with my dad and the whole family. And it was hot, but we had fun. I we went over
0: to my parents and had lunch. And then had some cake for my birthday. Because my parents will be out of town this week. So Nice. We watched... Um, cloak and dagger or i watched cloak and dagger caught up on it because it How? started two not this week but they had a two episode premiere i believe it was because oh, okay. there was already two episodes on last week it's really good it? really enjoying i was it. worried yeah. about
1: it. it looked very teen drama angsty it
0: it comes across that way in style but it's kind of like class it's a little darker it's a little you know it doesn't doesn't feel as it doesn't feel like a freeform show or a uh, cw okay. show or something it feels it's a it's a little more dark and and these two kids dealing with these powers that they mysteriously
1: have and it's pretty pretty good i'm hmm. very impressed all right i'll give it a shot now
2: we finished since they they aired their series finale
1: all said and done was it
2: oh so good <laughs> as a the, the finale is a little also truncated because you can kind of tell they crammed a season's worth of story right. into about two hours and 40 minutes, but it was still good. It's Still a fantastic example. And it was ridiculously satisfying at the end, so that was a always- <laughs> 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 Like, yep, I'm good. Any news this week?
1: Just one bit of news. Uh, they have announced that there will be a Doctor Who panel at San Diego Comic-Con featuring Jodie Whittaker, along with... co-stars Tozen Cole and Mandip Gill and Chris Chibnall and the executive producer Matt Strebens very good
2: in other news water wet (laughs) (laughs) of course
0: if anybody we know that listens to this show is uh, going to be at San Diego Comic Con and you want to uh, file a report with us whether you uh, write something in or uh, send us some audio feel free to contact us and we will definitely get it in the show
2: I'm still holding out for our invite. I suspect it was lost in the mail.
1: <laughs> yeah, it always seems to happen, doesn't yeah. it?
2: We might have to call somebody. Maybe <laughs> they switched over to that new... Uh, switched to MailChimp? MailChimp, yeah. <laughs> That's the Who problem. Who knows?
1: Cool. Any feedback this week? No feedback this week. If people week. wanted to send us feedback, how would they do it? Just go to our website, travinthevortex.com and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab, or you can send it directly to Feedback at Vortex. Or, if you want to reach out to us on social media, we're pretty much everywhere. And if you go on our Facebook page, you can click the send this email button on Facebook and it will send us an email directly to feedback at Traveling the Vortex.
2: Sean, if they want to help us out financially, what do they do? They can go to our website and click on the Patreon button, or they can go to patreon.com and look up Traveling the Vortex and all donations are accepted. We will gleefully take your money and run with it and invest it into this podcast and do wonderful things with it, like uh, you know, pay for server space and continue to bring you fantastic episodes. Well, we think they're fantastic. Hopefully you do too. Cool. Should we move on to our review? Let's! The Bride
1: of Peladon. A mysterious voice, a missing girl, and a murdered queen. The Royal House of Peladon is once more plunged into intrigue, terror, and death. The Doctor, Perry, and Ehrman must find their way through the treacherous labyrinth of lies if they are to distinguish friend from foe before it's too late. For deep beneath the citadel of Peladon, something infinitely ancient and immeasurably powerful is stirring. Bomb, bomb, bomb! Well, if you follow
0: me on Facebook, you'll know I liked
1: this story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I liked it as much as Glenn did or as much as the last audio of Peladon we did.
0: Really? Oh gosh, this was Mounds and Above the
1: last audio, in my
0: opinion. Part of it's because there's actually a lot of actors, and and not yes. to under under play uh, what David Trout did. It's the did. story
1: that doesn't quite live up to oh, it as I... as I do, and and I think my biggest, I think I would have liked the story a lot more had the, I just don't know how I feel about the the, um, a siren plot incorporated
2: into peladon see for me i think it was probably the first three-fourths of it i was kind of almost suffering from peladon fatigue there was just like oh we're doing this again there's more intrigue and there's a hidden plot and wow this grandmother's kind of a wrenchy woman and just on and on and on and it was good don't get me wrong but it was just kind of like, I don't know how many times you can do this. And then I kind of kept trying to back off of that, thinking, well, maybe you only feel that way because you just listened to, you know. Because realistically, there's only been four Peladon stories, right? Right. Uh, so in the entire history of Doctor Who, and they revisit this four times. It makes sense that they would reuse some of those themes and everything. But then it was revealed that there was an, a siren in the basement, and all of a sudden it was like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking! I got real excited at that point. So that, for me, was where... Whew, uh,
0: we, you're asking a question about how the Osiris played the I story I guess thats do
2: how I feel about oh, how
0: you feel about it yeah. I think that's what I really liked about this story is, is as Sean said we we start out with it just being feeling like another Peladon story and I thought okay where are we going with this well we've got an Ice Warrior there we go um, we've got uh, Alpha Centauri well there we go we're checking off the tick boxes you know as, as it goes oh and there's there are political behind the scenes machinations going on and, and superstitious beliefs and actually quite pleased when uh um though the the beast uh agador shows up <laughs> only to be revealed that it's one of agador's offspring i thought that was really and then a cool. female yeah, and it was female i loved that <laughs> but but we're checking off the boxes and i kind of thought okay well this is interesting i like the fact that uh, they showed up to help the uh crashing ship of the uh ice warrior that's crashing to the, to the ground they end up landing yes. this sh- crash landing the ship um and then but, his motivations for crash landing but to and... turning turning out to find <laughs> out that he actually sabotaged the ship so that yeah. they would crash so he could get in through i just thought it was really clever to doing... avenge his sister so again there's there's still it's still checking off the Peladon uh boxes but i'm going okay this is really an interesting story uh, finding about the ghost ship getting in there that, that ghosted with them, that it was actually that ship coming in. Yeah. That was the only thing that I felt was left. Maybe a little out there was what was going on with this. Uh, I don't know, What was even the guys? See, I think species.
1: that's my, I think that's my thing. And that one was my... left
0: wide open. I don't know where we were going with the guy that was, the the, uh, the guy trying to sell the, yeah. Taking the, the salt uh, essentially yeah, <laughs> salt off the planet. Uh, they, I don't. I don't feel like that was resolved. But I kind of.
2: Is anybody else worried that it was a Cyberman? I kind of liked it that bad. it was.
0: A no, they, he said what he was. Yeah, yeah they, they said it. But. When he's oh, were you communicating
2: worried? when he's, he's talking and the voice modulator was on there? No, he's like, At because I will get to meet you face to face, and I went, "That's going to end badly." No, because <laughs> they
0: weren't doing it in any sort of way they had done Cyberman before. So I kind of wondered if he was something different but not cyberman so
2: no i didn't i didn't suspect cyberman i think it was because they hadn't done it the normal way that i went to (laughs) trying to pull that's true that would be that would be a clever way to do it
0: um but yeah just to 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 find out that you know there's this voice that's calling and 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 king peladon who is uh having hearing his what he thinks is his mother and then her pelias yeah pelias and then him then the voice setting up Ehrman as who killed his mom and him buying into that. I thought that was kind of cool too, although he ends up realizing that it's, it's all a ploy. But anyway, this whole mystery of what this thing was, I went a thousand <laughs> places with. <laughs> Cody's in the background.
2: Cody, come here. You're okay. He disagrees with you.
0: <laughs> I went a whole hundred different <laughs> ways.
1: <laughs> Cody.
0: I went a hundred different ways on what that voice could be or what this is in the background. Never, ever did I think that they had a trapped (laughs) Egyptian God on the planet that crash landed. And I thought it was a really clever setup and device to have the different locks where she had to have the blood of different families of royalty and how she had, uh, one of them was the, um, uh, the mother, the, the queen of Peladon before that, allegedly fell off the horse and then uh the ice warrior oh, ice Warrioris. <laughs> uh the and then suckering um pandora which i thought was right. tragic because i was really getting to like her character mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where you were like oh i really like it. but that's good writing because you made me care about a character and then you yeah. gave me that emotional punch and so i thought that was good and then airman girl out of time being the was supposed to be the last unlock and i thought that was the one thing, too, is I was very concerned about Ehrman's, uh departure because I've all along known that Bride was the last right. story for her, and I was so afraid <laughs> that something was going to happen and that they were going to do that. Okay, we've got to – this will be the companion that we <laughs> – Right. I thought they were going that direction, and too. I, and, and they go almost all the way there, although when they say, you know – get her out of here then I
1: thought okay well if you're getting her out of the situation she's gonna she's gonna be okay but although anticipating her death makes her actual depart- departure seems rather abrupt and sudden yeah I got which is an odd thing to say considering death is often abrupt and sudden
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> they did it felt,
1: em- so I, it, they, they, they developed the relationship they just enough that I was yeah. okay I was like alright it's not yeah. Joe leaving at the drop of a hat for this guy right so it's a little bit more developed than it was in the green death so also, At least there's that
0: they also make a better job of her say i think what helps too is her saying this is my world this is what i've been looking for that's this is what yeah right? and yeah. so i kind of thought yeah she has found a place that's similar to where she comes from she's comfortable to her this is home it's yeah, she can't it's go home it's, yeah she can't go home so this the, is the closest
1: thing i think the down it would make the departure more satisfying had they not tried to couple her off so many times in the past. Like I know she was struggling to find her home and where she's supposed to be. And that was kind of her thread of, okay, I'm, I, but there's how many fake outs of, I want to go stay with this person. I want to go stay here.
0: At least Perry does go. You thought that with Dracula.
2: Are you sure? <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> Luckily, Perry calls her out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I love Perry in this story. Yeah, I did too. Her and the Ice Warrior together are fantastic. Mm -hmm. She was so good.
0: And that was another thing. I really enjoyed the ride uh, with their characters paired up because they they crash land together. They get split up. They go off together. And he's doing things that are a bit offensive because of the way he is. And she calls him out on it. He apologized because he doesn't mean to offend. And so they really kind of have this like, oh, they're developing this really cool relationship. Only to have, you know, 20 minutes later him trying to kill her (laughs) in the uh, uh, castle because he has found the evidence that he needs to uh, accuse Peladon of the murder of his uh, sister. And so they they did that turn and then they turn it back because she convinces him you know, this, out yeah, again. this is maybe isn't necessarily what it seems. And they end up being friends again. And then they end up, yeah. he ends up giving his life for all of them at the end. And I thought that was really, really good character development of a, of a guy I knew nothing about that was crashing on a spaceship <laughs> at the very beginning of, of the story. But I really liked the doctor in this too. I thought he was very clever. He was very fifth doctor. He was very, I mean, it was just, I mean, he's the one in the middle putting all the pieces together, but yeah. it's, and they put him out of commission a couple of times too, which I thought was <laughs> that's bold with the uh, with the doctor, especially in audio, to put him out early on and put him out later mm-hmm. on as well, and and uh, uh, let the companions kind of do their things and the other characters kind of do their things as well. I thought that was really good. It's just all around, I enjoyed this story so much.
2: I think probably my only real qualm with the third or the fourth part at the end was when it was being spelled out that it was um you know well the Peladon Queen was the first lock and that the Ice Warrior S was the, the, <laughs> the second. And it's like, well okay let's let's do some math here. Who do we have left? <laughs> Obviously we've got the grandmother and the king for Peladon, their royalty. We've got the the visiting um Princess Pandora and Aramim, and nobody says boo about Aramim. Everybody's like, we've got to yeah, go check yeah. so and so it's like <laughs> you, you travel with her. What do you? You're not. You're not. Hello. <laughs> and it's just like she's obviously going to be involved in this. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Not, and nobody brought it up. And it's like, did you forget? <laughs> are you just so used to her? And, I don't know. What? What are they dressing Aram in at this point? Did they put her in a pair of uh, you know uh, tomboy? Uh, uh, what are the overalls? And you know, it's just like she'd forget that you're a pharaoh. I, I don't buy it, but I was okay with it. I assume that's
0: what she's wearing. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> that
2: doesn't that doesn't scream princess,
1: or this one of these two a
2: comic. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's still it doesn't. I don't know. I, don't know. It's I, regal. I I could
0: forgive them for realizing that well, she's or not it,
2: really. It almost seemed like the, uh, we, we have to I say, I so and so airman. So, you go down and fight the bad guy. <laughs>
1: what, you, what? Well, it wasn't. What, I got the impression that they thought it was more someone embroiled in a situation, right? Long-standing, yeah, exactly. as opposed. And, to And he does you know, say, "Fresh don't,
0: blood. Don't let the queen mother go down there because obviously, if it's looking yeah. for royalty."
2: But no, that that was a, for me. That was just the cool twist. was in a siren.
0: I was kind of waiting for the thing that she was wearing to that was supposed to protect her from whatever this Osiren's name. I can't remember the siren's name. But oh, her onk. Yeah, her onk. I was waiting for it to, oh. to have to protect her, and I, I assume that's what she pricked herself with to poison her blood, right? Did I get that right? Okay. Yeah, okay, I believe so. Because or her ring. But, oh, oh, it wasn't from it was her, her. It was ring. A signet ring. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. And that was what I was like, okay— she's obviously got protection from this thing. So when are we going to see this? What's has cause I'm setting it up in my mind. What is this, you know, protection that she's got over, over. I shouldn't know who this is. I can't remember her name. Um, Sekhmet. Sekhmet. But, uh, so I'm thinking we've, she's got protection over. And then when she says, okay, now, and I, so when she's, giving herself up and sacrificing herself in there. I thought, okay, this is where it's coming. Then, and then when she says, I, I, I pricked my finger and, and poisoned my blood, and I thought, now what kind of protection is that? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, That doesn't protect that's you. Protected. That protects everybody else. But I thought that was clever, too. I So I, I, I was okay. I gave it a pass. But I was like, oh, well, yeah, here's Araman. This is where she goes away. I, I Noble wondered,
2: sacrifice. Good job, girl. You, you could do either way with that. Is, is, was the Ankh set up to be a, you know, was it really going to be like some sort of technological shielding and protection, in, in that regard, or was it superstitious and that's why we had to go with the ring? Did the writer forget that he had set that up and went with this? I don't know. Like, Remember who set up the onk?
0: Was the onk on the ring? Maybe that j- we just misunderstood. Maybe uh, I suppose that could. Maybe that that's could, what, it, that's was. what I, it was. I thought was, the onk was
2: like a necklace.
0: Well, I, when they, she said that, I thought the same thing. But I suppose now maybe the onk—that's what she was showing—was her signature. She said ring.
2: signet, so
1: cuz the ankh was from a previous story, right? Or is it?
0: It seems like I had remembered that but I wasn't for sure. Cuz there
1: wasn't anything in the audio, it's this audio itself referencing it. Not until she said it. Right, which was the signet ring. No, she no, says she says, she she the says the it thing. at the beginning. She talks oh.
0: when she's talking about the that that goddess oh, early God. on. Yeah, she that's... explains that she had she was given this and she shows it to the doctor and says it's to protect me from uh or protect it was protection against
2: whatever her name is, and maybe the fact that the doctor didn't immediately comment, "Oh, it's a blah 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 generator." Uh, <laughs> well, that should have been an indicator. Maybe that. because yeah.
0: it's it doesn't even really. Uh, I mean, it was you said technological or superstitious, and it doesn't end up being either. It's a chemical thing. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. So it doesn't doesn't play off that way. I was just excited to get another uh mention of an Osirin, because
1: uh we've not had too many. No, we've had Other than uh, the we had
0: Sutek and we've had Anubis. Yeah. So this was kind of cool.
2: And that's a species that's just rife with possibilities. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And being locked away in the basement is just <laughs> so I think
1: my biggest complaint with it is it's almost overstuffed, and like you were talking about the the minor plot line, minor, minor. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> the minor minor <laughs> plot line. It felt like that should have time should have been I, so it feels like they were trying to misdirect us the whole time. So we didn't suspect whatever the big the big reveal of the Osirin. and I think that is almost to its detriment because there was so much jammed into this story, that had they not been trying to misdirect us and just given us this weird mystery of where these princesses went, or the end queen, etc., we could have developed Aramim and the king's relationship a little bit more, so it was a little easier to swallow them her leaving, as opposed to this. Cramming an, yet another plot line into the story, calling back to previous Peladon stories with the mining issues. Was it triciliate? Is that what Tri- it was they were? Yeah, some trisilicate. Trisilicate
0: is what they were mining. Which is
1: a huge plot of curse a Peladon.
0: And I, that's I, I. And I think I wonder if that was misdirection intended, so, so, so that they, or are we going to get a and it's triciliate story later with this guy that came and killed off everybody that although actually he didn't even kill, a, uh, kill off everybody
1: uh captured him
0: and so he's getting oh that's taken right back and was, arre- he was essentially right. arrested that's right. right i forgot that uh, she had it's almost now that you say it, it's almost like they decided it was a dropped do, story do something. They,
1: they just kind of dropped it because it resolved itself well you but. know and
0: they and they, they kind of wrote it in such a way that it, i forgot that wasn't that was uh resolved i was thinking that that was left wide open but they did resolve that with. In fact, that's where it feels like the story's beginning to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of feel yeah. like that, they, oh, here we're drawing to an end, and then we go on with this uh, deeper Osiris. We've got a dispatch right. of uh, secte
2: They gave Alpha Centauri something to do. A cool heroic moment. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was
1: the original actress, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> bothersome
0: too. Because they went above and beyond to get the original actress for Empress of Mars. Right, that's- right.
1: <laughs> I uh And I figured they were able to get her for Empress because Big Finish had gotten her, but that's
2: not the case. Maybe Big Finish just didn't think what well, you'd actually you'd have come back for that? No. <laughs> I would have a bigger role and no, a bigger nobody, pay. I nobody would well, come back that, for that, Isn't right? that lady in her
0: 90s now or yeah. something like that? Yeah, so maybe cool. this was too much, but doing a quick little voiceover on the show might have been easier. Because I
2: don't her. imagine she sounds like that. She probably has to project that voice. To... Maybe, I, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with the wrap-up being very, very sudden. I don't know that developing an Aramim love story, at least even even... Even pushing a little bit more in it, because then then it would have been this awkward love triangle with because Pandora. You, you, you genuinely yeah. feel like even though it's an arranged marriage that Pandora and the King are really kind of hitting it off. The, well, this, this, I think the
1: king's hitting it off. The Pandora had, and I, I got the impression she had no interest. I disagree entirely with both sides of that. I feel like they both
0: arrived at the fact that, that it was a mutual friendship, and that's what it always would be. Even though they knew they still were going to go through the 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 wedding, I got the impression they both kind of respected the fact that we're not in love with each other. That was the way it kind of came across eventually. So
1: I got the impression that it was he was interested at first. And then when he realized she wasn't, he was like, all right, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, look, here's Ahriman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it came. It felt like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to. Oh, nope, okay. Oh, hello, hello, someone over here. Yeah, maybe. I don't... I I kind of felt like he was going
2: through the motions, too, so... Yeah, I don't think they were head over heels for each other. But no, was, no, absolutely It, it seemed not. more like, okay, yeah, we could make this work. Like, they could grow to love each other.
0: Maybe not. That's why you had to... Get rid of Pandora. It wouldn't (laughs) seem so awkward stepping in there. But then
2: at at the end when it's, yeah, I'm staying here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then we get another wonderful Perry moment with.
0: (laughs) You can't go. Come here, you big goof. Best friend.
2: (laughs) And then an even more wonderful Perry moment. Well, don't worry, Doctor, when it comes my time to leave, I'm not (laughs) going to marry marry some some alien king. (laughs) Alien (laughs) warlord king.
0: That was
1: awesome. That was such a telegraph Uh-oh. moment, I loved it, <laughs> so this is Perry's last uh mainland mainline story, too sure are they off to
0: uh, i guess they're off Castrovalba now, yeah until they not Castrovalva <laughs> Adrazani Adrazani, yeah, one of the big long planet names, Adrazani, yeah,
2: at least until they decide to shoehorn another... um story yeah, right, or a companion right, right. in right. that slot
1: there is another uh audio later parry and the Piskon paradox but that's kind of a it's got the fifth doctor in it but that's other there's than another, that there's another that's the last pairing side
0: story too that has Araman in it that we skipped
2: past but i can't remember why we skipped yes it. there is there is
1: why did we skip past it john reasons <laughs> Good reasons.
2: It's set after this one.
1: So, this wasn't our last
2: Aaron M. story? It's the end of an era. The Aaron <laughs> official travels with the doctor. But I didn't want to spoil the surprise, Mr. I'm convinced she's going to die. <laughs> Fair enough. I, th- this, I, Looks I like there's I, two specials. I was spoiled on it just from the standpoint that when setting this up and, you know, Bride of Peladon, and I knew the airman was leaving. <laughs> well, was I was like, oh, <laughs> I, need, I see where you're going with that.
1: See, I initially thought that going into it, but then once Pandora showed up, I was like, oh, maybe they will kill her. I <laughs> started convincing myself otherwise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd read just enough to know that she, she wound up staying on Peladon, so... But yeah, the uh, the other other Arumann stories are uh, like my understanding is that they're set after this. So
0: that was done. One of them was with is with Perry and Aramis, so that's why it was. And so Aldred. I didn't realize it was set after. I thought it was an, a little sidestep during. It may have been
2: written or published after too. Is you know. So it, it may go back and be set during. But
0: okay. Not the what? Not from what I read, but I'll trust you because you've been following it closer. I, than I,
2: I, have. I I freely admit I'm wrong all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anything else on this story you guys want to talk about? I'm a little um, uh, a little surprised that now but your 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 top two mainline, line our fifth doctor, our fifth doctor which is really kind of interesting. Yeah. Well.
0: It's not surprising because there are a lot of Fifth Doctor audios out there, and I have a few that are McCoy and a few that are uh Colin Baker. I I really feel like Tom's stories have kind of underserved him as a as a character. um They've been good, I've enjoyed them, but I just there hasn't been any ones that wowed me. And so I think with Five having so many under his belt, I think the odds of him being some of my favorites are greater than Tom's or, you know, anybody else, maybe even, uh, eight. Problem with eight is there's a big chunk of his series that I didn't like when he was, he was still in the main range (laughs) or monthly range. Yeah. Yeah, That divergent universe kind of knocked his odds down. But so I guess it is, I thought the same thing. I thought, wow, two fifth doctor stories are among my top favorite, uh, big finish audios. But on the flip side, there are so many Fifth Doctor
1: audios out there that the odds were pretty good. Well, and they seem to really strive to do different things with the Fifth Doctor more so than the other Doctors, it seems. Like wanting to do a Cybermen origin story and doing a revisit of Peladon with the Fifth Doctor where it makes it different enough, but it's still Peladon. I mean, it seems like they're really, really focused on
2: Doing different things with him that they didn't do on TV, right? And later we get a, a, a another Key to Time saga, right? With the Fifth Doctor. But to be
1: quite fair, and sixth is more about justifying him as a character <laughs> than anything. The else.
0: Fifth Doctor also probably has more on the bottom of my big finish list as well, because you've got that. Uh, oh, especially that the early stuff. Ne- necro no, Necromantia? Ne- Necromantia, which i didn't think was very good or er, very early on we had um
2: the werewolf one the yeah yeah uh, well the the, 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 the werewolf lot one the,
0: that bad but the ghost one and the one with the the ancient ruins that they were digging up and that, yeah that,
1: that ice one uh
0: something for, yeah. the, adept, uh, for the adept winter for the winter for the adept yeah, yeah. so they, the there were a lot about. of stinkers so to he he <laughs> it, it certainly balances out yeah <laughs> in fact there was a long time that we were doing audios that i just did i cringed having to every time you would put a fifth doctor one on i thought oh great here we go and it, it had just, nothing to do with peter davidson or his performance right. he was just having a
2: it was just a good line string of bad,
1: audio. of bad audios it seemed like they struggled really to find the right story to tell with him yeah
2: but they get there in the end
1: oh yeah always
0: I think I was always setting the bar, everything up against spare parts, since that was the very first big finish alley I would ever heard. So
2: <laughs> That's
0: I was setting the bar very, very, very yeah, high. So. Yeah.
1: Anything I'm else? I'm kind of sad gonna... to see Aramem go. I've liked her as a character. I have too.
0: I think it's because we've spread this out over a few years, but I don't feel like we've had a lot of stories with her for some reason and i maybe that's well, because then. considering how long when you take into account television stories and audio stories how long we've had certain companions it kind of makes it feel like we've had a lot of stories with them but airman we've probably had what like two dozen stories but or maybe not even that much but a dozen or so <laughs> stories but it just wouldn't feel like she's been around a that dozen. long is it so it's 12 stories so it doesn't feel like she's been around that long, but twelve stories is a lot of stories for yeah. a big fetish. That's,
1: that's a year's worth. Yeah. That's about considering the, it's the monthly range.
2: That's about the same as what we would have Leela for, not including audio. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or um well, Perry.
1: I guess just because it, <laughs> we've had Evelyn around for so or Dodo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> semantics Actually, That's fewer I suppose Alright what do we got to Come on the schedule Sean Well coming up on the schedule uh, Next week we return to the Brigverse In uh, our episode 387 With a look at The Man from Yesterday By Nick Walters um, And then the following week The Eighth Doctor makes a return with some audio adventures from his uh, season... I have this as season two, but we're actually in season three. Three, aren't we? yeah. 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 Uh, number five, The Scapegoat, and number six, The Cannibalists. I really am quite excited to get your guys' take on those. I'm not going to say anything other than that. Uh, some uh, big finish main range work with you're the Pig, number 90, uh, the week after that, and then... We start our look at the Daleks Master Plan.
0: Woohoo!
2: With more details on how that's going to be broken down. To come. To come. Cool. Mm -hmm. Anything else we need to
0: address this week? We kind of got it all out of the way. I do want to throw
2: around a. uh, I I mentioned at the uh, um, Fathom event uh, the wonderful people that we uh, we, we spoke with, and uh, I forgot to mention uh, Gary Yeager. Who is uh, the kind of uh, head uh, guru in charge of the Time Lords of Kansas? Was there? Oh, and good. Uh, I, I told him I would uh, throw a shout out his way, um, and then spaced it off. So Gary, <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> and uh, if, if you're not, a, if you're in Kansas and you're not a member of Time Lords of Kansas, well, you can go to his Facebook uh, page, just Time Lords of Kansas, and become a, a member of that group. That's right.
0: Very good. Well, this is a short one this week, guys. Yeah. So. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what my line was.
2: Are you okay? <laughs> you haven't been taken over by an Osiren. No, you? no. <laughs> Are you hearing somebody talk to you? Somebody from the basement? That's the what door? I was I was pausing for. I was listening to the voices. Listening to I'm Sean. Oh, wait. I just threw it all off. Good night. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're good is it good night, goodnight everybody? everybody? Yeah. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be, Be yeah. seeing you. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Be seeing you. Well, I'll say thanks for listening
0: together. <gasps> thanks for listening. Let's get something right. <laughs> you have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.